Thank you for tuning in to the sermon podcast from Redeeming Hope. We exist as a family of faith that follows Jesus and helps others find him by living all of life as missionaries of hope. If you want more information about our church or would like to support our ministry, go to our website at redeeminghope.org. Please enjoy the sermon podcast. Today, we are continuing to explore the first part of our series, Present. And, over, uh, and as we've been going through the next few weeks, we're exploring the Holy Spirit as a person, about what his role is throughout history, and how his personhood does real things in the world. And today, we're specifically looking at the person of the Holy Spirit and how he empowered Jesus during his life on earth and what that means for us. So as we begin here looking at this, I, I, I was kind of thinking about this as I was putting the sermon together, that we all need and we all enjoy models, okay? Now that's not like models like people on the covers of magazines, but a, a model of, of, of what we could be if we had skill sets and we had certain things, right? So a, a musician is a model. A musician shows us what humans are capable of with music, right? So you see a person that's been carefully practicing their craft for many years, and they're a model of what it could be if you had their skill set and their talent. Actors, they show us what humans are capable of with entertainment, and sometimes they, the most brilliant actors that move us into emotion, that transform us into something, and a different place as we're watching them, they show us what humans are capable of with entertainment. Athletes, of course, they're models. They show us of what humans are capable of in sports, right? And even mentors, like professional mentors, they show us what humans or what others are capable of in our own field. So if, like you're, if you're an engineer, if you're a businessman, if you're uh, a financial person, you have a mentor in your field, they're a model. They show you what you could be. Models inspire us to be better. So as we're exploring the Holy Spirit as a person, what we find is that Jesus is our model of what it looks like to live in step with God's spirit, fully submitting to God's will in our lives. Now, here's the, the, the cold hard fact is that as, as much as I may try, I'm never going to dunk a basketball uh, on a regulation size hoop. Okay, you give me one of the little kitty ones, I'll be able to do it, all right? But I will never, as hard as I try, be able to dunk. I, have, I am a hobbit. I have too big a torso, too short of legs, and too big of feet to make that happen, all right? However, this is kind of like Jesus, right? Like, like none of us are going to be perfect. None of us have been perfect. None of us will be perfect. We'll never be able to walk fully in step with God's spirit. But here's the, here's the joy of the gospel and how Jesus is different than the models around us is that Jesus has done it for us. And that as we believe that Jesus has done it for us, that we, you and I, can actually live out of the Holy Spirit's empowering presence. And so what we want to do today is look at how Jesus and the Holy Spirit have worked together in concert to, to show us a model to demonstrate a life fully lived in submission to the Spirit. Now, this is our main point for today, is that the Holy Spirit fully indwelled and led Jesus, accomplished the conclusion of Jesus's work by resurrecting him from the dead, and he resides in us now with that same power. So just two points, the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in the resurrection of Jesus. That's what we're going to be looking at today. So the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. From beginning to end, the Holy Spirit guided, directed Jesus' life in every way. Even before he was born, we see that first the Holy Spirit allowed and enabled the virgin birth. Look with me at Matthew 1. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way. Couldn't be any more clear, right? Matthew's saying, hey, look, this is how it happened. 
the, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Now he starts off the sentence really clear. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. Start of the verse, super clear. End of the verse, have no clue. How in the world did the Holy Spirit impregnate Mary? I have no clue how it works, but it's awesome. And it shows that Jesus is God and that's all where we're going to leave it. I have no clue. So the Holy Spirit allowed and enabled the virgin birth. Second, we see that the Holy Spirit empowered and indwelt Jesus continuously throughout his life, but there was in a symbolic moment this was represented. So the Holy Spirit was with Jesus for his whole life, but in one kind of symbolic moment, the Holy Spirit revealed his work. And actually this passage we're about ready to read is an example of the Trinity in action. This is actually a proof for the Trinity that God is one God, but God, three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Look with me at Luke 3. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Now, this is, again, the Trinity in action. God the Father speaking from heaven. He is the one who speaks from heaven. He's the one who calls Jesus his son. Jesus calls God his father. So God the Father is speaking to Jesus. And as he's speaking to his son Jesus, being obedient to him, then the Holy Spirit is descending on Jesus like a dove. It's, it's a symbolic moment so that everyone around can see that Jesus is fully indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Now, um, this is amazing. I love it. But I'm also going to go on a little bit of an intentional rabbit trail for about 30 seconds, a little gospel KO, a little gospel bonus here, all right? So, so this has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit, but this is just awesome, and I have to share this. So when God the Father speaks from heaven and speaks to Jesus and says, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, he's saying three things. You're my son, I love you, and I'm pleased with you, okay? Now, get this. When you choose to follow Jesus, you are adopted into the family of God. You become an heir to Christ. Jesus is like your perfect older brother that never judges you and only helps you. And get this, God, the, everything that is said about from God the Father to his son is now said from God the Father to you. You get the inheritance of Christ and all of what Christ has earned. And your dad, your heavenly father is speaking to you right now. If you choose to follow him, he says, you're my son or daughter. I love you and I'm pleased with you. And because Jesus was perfect and was perfectly indwelt by the Holy Spirit, that means that what God the father says of Jesus, that is also true of you. So today, if you're a follower of Jesus, God loves you. He sees you as his child, and he is pleased with you today. And if you are not yet a follower of Jesus, if you choose to follow him, God loves you, he adopts you into his family, and he is pleased with you. That's awesome. Has nothing that much to do with the Holy Spirit or where we're going with the sermon, but I just had to share that. So the Holy Spirit allowed and enabled the virgin birth. He empowered and indwelt Jesus continuously, but also in a symbolic moment. And finally, it says that he completely filled, led, and empowered Jesus. So look with me at Luke 1, Luke 4, 1. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit 
in the wilderness. Okay, so Jesus was fully following his father. He was completely led by the spirit. And get this, the spirit led him to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan himself and also led him into fasting for 40 days. It was super tough. All right, it was extremely tough when he was following the Holy Spirit. Here's the lesson for us today. When you follow the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that things will be easy. It doesn't mean that things will be picturesque. And here's the other thing. If you encounter difficulty while following Jesus, while being obedient to the leading of God's Spirit in your life, it does not mean that God doesn't love you, right? We just read a second ago with the Holy Spirit. He literally said a couple verses before this, he said, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. I love you. You're my son. I'm pleased with you, right? So Just because you encounter difficulty as God's Spirit leads you, it does not mean that your Father doesn't love you because He loved Jesus. And Jesus encountered difficulty as He was being obedient to the Holy Spirit. It also doesn't mean that you made a mistake if you encounter difficulty. It doesn't mean that you're out of God's will. Jesus didn't make mistakes. He was never out of his father's will. And yet he encountered immense suffering, trial, and difficulty while following the leading of the Holy Spirit. My friends, God will often not lead you away from difficulty, but he will lead you through difficulty by the Holy Spirit who is living inside of you. Let me say that again. God won't often lead you away from difficulty, but very often God will lead you through difficulty by the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you and through the Holy Spirit's power within you. Now look with now Jesus had 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 not succumbed to the temptation of Satan. Jesus had been completely 100% rock solid. And at the end of it, look with me at Luke 4:13. And when the devil had ended every temptation, everyone, he departed from Jesus until an opportune time, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. Look with me there. The Holy Spirit led him in the wilderness. Holy Spirit brought him back. So the Holy Spirit led him to a difficult thing. The Holy Spirit sustained him through a difficult thing, and the Holy Spirit led him out of a difficult thing, all while working his power in Jesus, which is awesome, okay? So that is Jesus being led by the Spirit throughout his life. Now, not only that, the Holy Spirit also did a work in the resurrection of Jesus. Look with me. So actually, before we read this, Um, I want to say this, that the Holy Spirit was the effectual power that raised Jesus from the dead, and then the Holy Spirit now fills us with that same resurrection power. And how do I say this? Let's go to Romans 8.11. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. In you, So the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that gave Jesus life is giving you and I life if we are followers of Jesus. And my friends, this is a model for us. We have the same spirit. We can be led like Jesus was led because the same spirit that was in Jesus is in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is working his power in us. Now, my question that I have for you today is, do you believe this? Do you believe that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within you? Now, for those of you who would identify as a follower of Jesus, or for those of you who might identify as believing that the Bible is true, most often you would say, 
Of course I believe this, Josh. Now here's my argument. Most of us, including your pastor, including me, live as if this is not true. So we don't really believe it. So we think we believe it. We intellectually ascribe to it, but we don't actually believe it on a heart level. Why? Because many times I get discouraged. I get discouraged that I won't change. I get discouraged that other people won't change. I get discouraged that my situation cannot change. And I'm not believing that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. So if the same spirit that raises Jesus from the dead lives within you, there is no sin, there is no suffering, there is no sickness, there is no death, there is no addiction, there is no debt, there is no power, there is no loss, there is no self-condemnation, there is no self-destruction that the Holy Spirit cannot heal or redeem for God's glory and our joy. Because the same spirit that raises Jesus from the dead dwells within us. The Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus used Jesus' own death to accomplish the greatest work in human history, the salvation of all mankind. He can do it for you. He can do it in your experience of suffering or sinning as well. So if you're joining us and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, my friends, Jesus is the model of what your life could be if you choose to follow him and be indwelt by his Holy Spirit. It won't be easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy. It's not easy following Jesus, but it's way better. It's way more helpful. It's way more awesome because you get to see God begin to change you. You become a better person because you're going to become more like Jesus. The pressure's off. You don't have to earn or fight for your own salvation, your own work, your own worth, your own value. It's rooted in Christ. The Holy Spirit leads you into greater degrees of freedom, but you got to hear this message. You got to believe this message is true for you, that Jesus was your substitute. And then you have to make Jesus Lord over your life, give your life to him. And when you do that, the spirit immediately comes inside of you. He indwells you with the same power that he raised Jesus from the dead. He puts in your life. The question is, what do you do with Jesus? That's what determines whether or not you have this effectual power of the Holy Spirit in you. Now, for the follower of Jesus, my friends, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit and you can too. And like I said before, it won't always be pretty. It's not easy. It's not picturesque, but it's always good. There is nothing that the Holy Spirit cannot change about you or those in your life because he resurrected Jesus from the dead. Now you have the, and we're going to talk about this later on in the series, you have the power to push back against the Holy Spirit. Like you actually can, the Bible says, quench the Holy Spirit. You can, you can stop his movement and his conviction and his work in your life. You can, you can do it. But as you submit to the Holy Spirit, he will change you for the better. Jesus wants to model for us what it might look like if we followed him and were indwelt by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you guys, as you read the scriptures, look to the life of Jesus as a model and know that if you choose to follow him, his spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, will reside inside of you. Thank you for listening. We gather every Sunday at the Clarksville area YMCA. For more information, please go to our website at redeeminghope.org.